Welcome to And With Your Spirit, a homily podcast that takes preaching out of the sanctuary and moves it into your daily life. Let us make ourselves open to the voice of Christ and the movement of the Holy Spirit, that we might be transformed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Good morning, everyone. The gospel this weekend, we hear the disciples ask Jesus a very simple question. When we pray, how do we do that? Jesus gives them a very simple answer, which is basically the Our Father prayer. However, he follows that with, and when you pray, ask, seek, you will receive and find. Do we believe that? For the times where we have failed to trust God's gifts to us, even if they aren't for what we ask, Let us call to mind our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us, and do not subject us to the final test. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend to whom he goes at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived at my house from a journey, and I have nothing to offer him. And he says, in reply from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children and I are already in bed. I cannot get up to give you anything. I tell you, if he does not get up to give the visitor the loaves because of their friendship, he will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asks for a fish, or hand him a scorpion when he asks for an egg? If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. About four years ago, when I was the associate pastor of St. Boniface Parish, I had a mass for our kids at the Westside Catholic School at the St. Agnes campus location. The St. Agnes campus has the younger half of the school, so the grades like kindergarten or pre-K through third, maybe, or fourth grade. It was a Thursday morning, school mass, and this was the gospel. And as I was preparing for mass as a young priest, I thought, how do I bring this message down to their level. And I thought, well, I know. I'll focus on the scorpions and eggs and bread and make that relatable to them. And so I walked down in the front like I do at, all, or at almost all school masses. And I said, how many of you, when you go home from school today, are going to want to eat a snack? And every hand went up, right? And I said, well, what's your favorite thing to eat after school? And the kids said, Fruit snacks and gogurt and ice cream and pretzels and snacks, right? And I said, okay, what would happen if you said, hey, dad, can I have some fruit snacks? 
after school, and your dad says, no, and then handed you a scorpion instead. And one kid in the front row over here, his eyes and his mouth got really big. And he looks at me and he says, Father, that would be awesome. (laughs) As a young priest, I didn't want to get beaten. So I said, let's try that again. Let's do a different example. I said, how many of you have a bedtime? Hands all went up. True story, by the way. Hands all went up. I said, what time is your bedtime? And they said, 7, 7, 38 bedtimes. And I said, okay, how many of you have ever been told to go to bed and you get to your bed and you're not tired and you want to come back out of your room because you can't sleep? And all their hands went up again. I said, okay, now, let's say you go to your mom in the living room from your bedroom. She's watching the news. And you say, mom, I can't fall asleep. Can I just cuddle up with you? until the news makes me fall asleep and you can carry me to my bed. I said, what would your mom say to you if you said that? And the one boy over on the side, the same kid, puts his hand up first. And I said, go ahead, you get a second chance. And he said, I wouldn't want to cuddle up with my mom. I'd want to play with my new scorpion. (laughs) I said, let's stand for the petitions. And I went back to my seat. Jesus in the gospel tries to make prayer pretty simple. When you pray, praise God, ask for his will to be done, ask him for the things that you need, daily bread, get protection from future evil. Here's how you pray. But he doesn't stop there by saying, do these words. He tries to follow that up so that we understand the result of of our words when we pray. How many of us have gone to God and say, Lord, heal my marriage because it's broken right now and then nothing seems to change? Or how many of us have gone to the Lord and said, my kid is sick or my body aches and nothing happens? Or we go to him and say, give me clarity on my direction in life about my career or my vocation or whatever. And we don't seem to get the clarity or the direction or whatever we're looking for. And yet Jesus says, ask and you will. See, lying. I was reading an article last week by a woman named Elizabeth Scalia. I think she's a relative of the late Supreme Court Justice. She's a brilliant woman and a very devout Catholic. She wrote a commentary on the first chapter of Luke's Gospel, which this is Luke's Gospel 2, just chapter 11 today. And in the first chapter of Luke's Gospel, she points out beautifully, she said, an angel comes to Mary and says, will you have God's baby? We're choosing you. And Mary says, how could that possibly be? Right? I'm, I'm betrothed, I'm engaged, but I've never been with my soon-to-be husband yet physically. We've not been intimate. How can I have a baby? And the angel says... God will take care of it. And then Mary is overjoyed, runs to her cousin Elizabeth's house, and celebrates. Well, that same angel in that same gospel, first chapter of Luke, goes to another person who's also trying to live a holy life like Mary, and his name is Zechariah. And the same angel Gabriel goes to the, the same area of the world at the same time and delivers the same message. 
Zechariah, your wife will have a child, and that child is going to prepare the way of the Lord. And Zechariah looks at the angel and says, how could that possibly be? We're both like 85. And the angel replies, you're right. And so you're going to be mute for the next nine months. You're not going to be able to speak. Zechariah is struck with silence because he questioned the angel. Mary questioned the same angel in almost the same words, in the same chapter of the same gospel, at the same time in salvation history, she gets to party. Hmm. Looks like God gave bread to one and a scorpion to another, didn't it? Elizabeth Scalia, what she points out in that commentary, she says, actually, if she wonders if God didn't give to each one the very thing they needed. Imagine being a 14-year-old virgin who's betrothed but, but not yet married. And someone comes to you in a vision and says, you are going to have a miraculous birth. You better ask how, right? She says, how could that be? Because I know how babies, I know about the storks, right? And the angel says, I'm going to fill your life with joy because maybe as a 14-year-old, that's exactly what you're going to need for nine months while your soon-to-be husband distrusts you, while the community ridicules you, while people don't know whether or not you are virtuous anymore. I know that you need grace to be full of grace, to be full of joy with your family, your cousin Elizabeth. So go. Here's the thing you need. And if the same angel didn't go to the same type of person, Zechariah, and give a very different gift. Zechariah is an 80, 90-year-old priest. His whole life, he's wanted nothing but a son and to do God's will. His job has been to get up here and preach, and now for nine months, he can't. You guys would be like, sweet, right? Faster masses, you know? He can't talk. He can't provide anything else to anyone else anymore. And so maybe what he needed was something that felt like a scorpion. Because when Mary visits his own house to hang out with his wife, who's also pregnant, he can't say a word. Zachariah sits and watches and listens. And instead of going out again like he has his whole life, He goes in deeply so that this old man who probably doesn't want anything in the world to change, right, folks? Whenever his son is born, his first son, when he's old, he can rejoice in God, his Savior, because everything has been given to him. What if? What if what he was asking for, well, wasn't the thing that he needed the most? You know, I, I was listening to a mother a few years ago give a talk at a big retreat for a bunch of us. She's a really young mom, actually. It was her first child she had. He was five months old. And she said, all he does is slobber and stick things in his mouth. Why? He's five months. What's he doing? Teething, yeah. And so she said, when I walk him around the kitchen, I've got him on my hip and I'm doing things on the counter. And he reaches for a pocket knife or a mouse trap." He goes, I put that in his mouth, I take it away. And what does he do? 
cries, screams. I want this, mom. My gums hurt. If I chew on this, they will feel better. And mom says, no, they won't. That's not best for you. If only you knew that in the freezer, there's a little circle, cold, gummy thing called a teething ring. And I'll get it, but you got to wait a second. Or if he walks, crawls over to that freezer and can't open it himself because he's too little, he gets mad. Or maybe she says, it's not cold yet. Give it just a minute. It'll be better for you. And all the while, the baby just screams. Because all he wants is what he wants and now. Do you ever feel like that? God, heal my body ache. Heal my child. Heal my marriage. Give me direction. And God seems to give you nothing. Or maybe scorpions. I think the lesson for us today, actually, might to be a bit more like that little kid in the front row at St. Agnes. Perhaps when dad says, here's a pet scorpion instead of fruit snacks, maybe the best thing to do is to have the eyes of faith, to look what is given to us or permitted by God for us and to say, that would be awesome. 